Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Welcome into a crossover episode of Sorts. I am Jimmy Morris, the lead blogger at MuseumMiracles.com. You've probably heard me on here. We did a few episodes of MCM Draft Radio. You're also familiar probably with me from other things that I have done. A little bit different tonight. Uh, Not your normal F-words pods, fellas. They'll be back later this week with an episode. We will have a live episode around the drafts coming up the Thursday that the draft starts. So be sure and check that out. As always, check out, check out all the good stuff going on at MuseumMiracles.com. For this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the SB Nation Bloggers Mock Draft. Um, something that I've been a part of for a long time now. I don't even know how long, but I think we've been doing it for 8 or 10 years. And uh, had the pleasure of being a part of this mock draft with you know, some of the people, all the SB Nation writers for the individual teams, so, you know, some of the people that are really the most plugged into what is going on with the teams that they cover. So every year we do this. Uh, we don't do any trades. It's just you got to pick, you make it, next person moves up on the clock. So this has been rolling since the beginning of April. Uh, Dan Kadar, who is the formerly of Mocking the Draft, but now just SB Nation's draft writer, does a great job. He kind of facilitates all this, and he has, you know, breakdowns of picks and all that stuff once we decide who we're going to pick. We write it up, and then he kind of of gives us his analysis. So uh, I collaborated with Mike Herndon on this pick, Mike Herndon of the site, also of F-Words Pod. Um, So I got his input on this pick as well. So um, when we get to the pick, we will talk about that individual player. A few comments, though, before we get there on this draft as a whole. The more I see mock drafts leading up to this 2019 NFL draft, the more I become convinced that there's not going to be an edge rusher that we're excited about at 19. Um, I, I know that people have differing opinions on who the Titans should take, what their biggest need is, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I still think their biggest need is edge rusher. I think that they need to get another young, dynamic guy at that position. I know they signed Cameron Wake, so it makes them you know, not desperate like they were before that signing. But I still think they need some guys there. I still think they need another dynamic guy to put across from Harold Landry. Uh, you also have the openings with Brian Wrightpo retiring, Derek Morgan not coming back. Uh, I, I suspect he will end up retiring, but we haven't heard officially on that to this point. So I think the Titans have a big need there. They obviously also have needs interior offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver. Those are kind of the you know top four needs I would give for this team. Um, I think you can really make a case that any of those four, maybe not receiver, but any of the three, edge rusher, interior offensive line, defensive line, I think you can make the case that any of those three could be the biggest need. So I think what you're going to be looking at when it comes to the draft is what's on the board at 19 of those three positions, who's the best player available there? You know, I know there's been a lot of run about tight end, um, a lot of conversations if you follow me on Twitter, at MCM. Uh, you've seen me go back and forth with Zach at F-Words Pod 
Um, we've gone back and forth a lot on tight end and whether or not it's a need and all that kind of stuff. I understand that maybe in a year or two, tight end could be a need. It's not one right now, and I, I think that you're not drafting at this point for something that you might need in the next year or two. So I really think you can pretty much narrow the pool of players the Titans are going to be selecting from to those three positions that I mentioned, edge rusher, defensive lineman, interior offensive lineman. Okay, but anyway, all that back to sort of back to the point of I think the edge rushers are going to be gone. If you look at this draft, um, if you want to talk about edge rushers, so of course, you know, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen, those two guys go in the top three picks. No surprise there. Don't know exactly where they'll go, um, you know, but they're definitely going top five. Titans are not going to have a, a shot to get either one of them. You've got Ed Oliver in this draft. He went five to the Buccaneers. Brian Burns, a guy that has fallen to the Titans in quite a few mock drafts. He goes, uh, what, eight to the Lions in this draft. Then you've got Montez Sweat off the board at 12 to the Packers. You have Cleland Farrell off the board to the Redskins at 15. Even Rashawn Gary, a guy, I mean, I'm not that high on, but, you know, another guy that's, that would be, you know, somebody that, that they might think about. He's gone. He's picked 17 to the Giants. So you've got all of those guys at positions of needs off the board. Um, so that, that kind of takes that away. Uh, if we're talking about defensive linemen, like interior defensive linemen, um, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing a, a guy here that is really going to be worth this pick. I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, like Christian Wilkins getting a lot of run uh, to the Titans. And, I, I mean, I get it from a need standpoint, but I just, I don't know. I, I can't spend 19 on a nose tackle. They can't get after the passer. I, that's just, that's not, that's not something that I'm interested in for this team. I just, I just don't think you see a lot of value in that. So, willing to pass on him here. Um, another guy, Jeffrey Simmons, he's, a, he's kind of an intriguing guy from the standpoint of, I mean, obviously a dominant player, a guy that could provide, you know, pressure up the middle, um, something that is becoming increasingly important in today's NFL. The, the, you know, you got the ACL injury. I mean, if he doesn't have that, then he's probably long gone by the time, by the, time the Titans pick at 19. I think he could be a guy the Titans consider. I mean, you, you think about it, he tore his ACL in February. So, you know, nowadays you're talking about six months, guys can come back from an ACL tear. That means August, so that's before the season starts. Now, I, I doubt that whatever team drafts him will end up rushing him back. So, I mean, I think you could see maybe even a start on, you know, like the PUP list, a guy that misses the first six weeks of the season. I think you could see something like that with Simmons. Is he good enough that the Titans would be willing to take him and wait six weeks to play without him? I mean, obviously you want to look at the long game here. And, you know, six weeks in the, in, in the context of a guy that you're going to have for, you know, hopefully five years, at least right off the bat, is it, not that long. So, I, mean, I, I think that's something they could consider. But I don't know. We, anyway, so all that to say, we went with Garrett Bradbury, uh, center from NC State. That was the pick for us at 19. Now, there's been a lot of talk um, about him. Is he worth the first-round pick? I mean, I, I think that's a conversation that's definitely worth having. But I think for this team and what they have right now, I think that with the way this draft fell, I think that interior offensive line is going to be the, the point where they see the most value. Um, you, you've, got, you've got a big hole there, right? We know the Titans have everything shored up except for their right guard at this point. So... Yeah, Bradbury played center in college for the most part. Did play some guard early on in his career at NC State. Uh, so you've got a situation here where you've got a guy who can play multiple multiple positions. 
which I think is, is very important for interior offensive linemen in today's game. Um, you've also got a guy, you've got a guy in Ben Jones who we know at one point, you know, last year they kicked him outside to play guard when, you know, they weren't happy with what was going on with the, with the offensive line. They benched Quentin Spain, uh, brought in, you know, Corey Levin to play center, moved Jones outside the guard. So we know that the team is willing to do that in, in the right situation. So they draft Bradbury here. You know, that, that, like I said, that's what, that's what Mike and I decided to do. You draft Bradbury here, and then you've got a decision to make what you want to do with that, with, with him. You can try to put him at right guard, his natural position is center, put him there, see where he holds up the best. Um, like I said, we, we can debate on the player and if he's worth that pick. Um, I know Paul Koharski had an article. He talked to some guys, some people around the league, and you know, some people think he is, some people think he isn't, some people think he could still be there at 51. I really doubt that's the case. That's Titans' second-round pick, pick 51. I really doubt that's the case. I, I just can't see him staying on the board that long. There are certainly some other guys that are going to be in the conversation here um, as far as even if you're just talking about interior offensive linemen. There, there's plenty of guys available um, here, and, and there, there's plenty of ways they could fit. Or, I mean, plenty of ways they could go. But a guy like Chris Lindstrom, uh, you know, the interior offensive lineman from Boston College, he's a guy that I, I you know, obviously have no idea how that they feel about him. But I do know that they're going to have more information on him than pretty much any player in the draft. Um, listen, like, like I said, he's from Boston College. Uh, Mike Brable's son is an offensive lineman at Boston College, and the Titans just hired Boston College's strength coach. So you're going to have plenty of plenty of information on this guy, uh, Mike Herndon, who I was talking about earlier. Obviously, he wrote a post last week talking about could Chris Lindstrom be the right fit? Maybe, maybe they like him better than Bradbury. I don't have any idea about that at this point, but I do know that they will know more about that guy than any other player in this draft. So if he's worth that pick, they're going to know it. That's going to be how they go. I mean, I'm very convinced of that. So I just think Bradbury, to me, looks like the more well-rounded player. Um, a lot of experience. We know John Robinson likes that. He's big on you know guys that, have, that played a lot in college, started for you know more than one year, had more than one, one or two seasons of production, all those types of things. So that, that is kind of the reasoning for Bradbury. And then you know even more than that, um, protecting Marcus Mariota. We know, listen, we all have our questions about Marcus Mariota, more, way more questions than answers at this point, but we do know that they need to protect him, and we know that this is the year where you finally, you know, have to make a decision one way or the other, the fifth-year option. So they're either going to decide, yes, this is a guy we want to lock up long-term, or, hey, we're going to let this guy walk, and we'll, we'll figure out the, the quarterback position from there. We also know they're going to build this offense around the running game. I mean, they've said as much. We saw Derrick Henry come on at the end of the year. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a smart decision. And so if you're going to do that, you have to have a really good offensive line. You bring in a Garrett Bradbury, whether he plays center or guard. Now you've got your starting five up front. You've got Lawan. You've got Roger Saffold. You've got, let's, let's say, Bradbury at center, Ben Jones at right guard. Hopefully a, a, a healthier Jack Conklin at right tackle. You've got Dennis Kelly that can back up multiple spots there. So if that's the five that they have, five, six that they have, then we should all feel pretty confident about that offensive line going in. Again, plenty of other things that, that you could consider here. You, you consider Christian Wilkins, absolutely. DK Metcalf's still on the board. Uh, this is a little bit of a weird draft in that you, you, you're 19 picks in and this, still the first receiver hasn't been picked. Um, I think DK Metcalf has, has the chance to be a really good player. Um, we obviously saw him do some good things at Ole Miss. 
Uh, so I'm going to the combine and blow up at least certain aspects of that. I mean, you got a guy that's a, that's a freak athletically, especially in straight line speed. Um, and, and I've voiced other places. I've voiced my concern on drafting receiver in the first round. I, I just don't, I don't think it's the way they go this year. That, that room is young already. You have a lot invested in those guys. Um, you've got Adam Humphreys who you just signed as a big ticket free agent guy. Uh, you know, you spent the fifth overall pick on Corey Davis. You got Taewon Taylor, who's a third round pick a couple of years ago. So a lot of guys in, in there, a lot of guys they're, they're pretty heavily invested in. So I just I don't see them going receiver here. I also don't think that John Robinson is going to particularly be in love with DK Metcalf. Like I said, I mean, you, 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 there's stuff on tape that you can see that you like. Um, there are certain measurables that also you can fall in love with. You've seen the pictures of him where he looks like a transformer. You know, I mean, he, he does have all that stuff going for him. But a guy that wasn't necessarily all that productive in college, had a lot of injuries. Um, so, I mean, I, I think all those things kind of work against him there. And so I, I just don't. I don't know. I, I just don't see that as a guy that, that John Robinson is in love with. Quite honestly, um, and this is a conversation that Mike and I had when we made the pick, if, if it falls this way, I think Robinson's trying like heck to trade out of 19. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. You know, we always, everybody always wants, hey, trade back, get picks. After last year, we were talking about a four-player draft with only three of those guys and ended up on the team. John Robinson has said in multiple interviews, hey, we need picks this year. Um, if we're going to trade, it's more likely going to be down than up. Uh, can't afford to give up as many picks. Luckily, they hit on some guys in undrafted free agency last year, so it, it didn't hurt that much. And if you get, you know, they, they spent a lot to get Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry. But if those, both of those guys hit, then, you know, it's no big deal. Like I said, you have some success with some undrafted guys. If you get two superstars, you're not really going to care that much anyway. But they do need picks this year, so I, I, I see them being willing to trade down. But that means that has to mean somebody was willing to come up. And what's anybody going to be in love with to come up and get here? I just, I don't, I don't see what it's going to be. Now, you know, quarterbacks are obviously the thing that moved the needle. Uh, in this draft, you had Kyler Murray go one to the Cardinals. You had Dwayne Haskins go seven to the Jaguars, which is really interesting. Um, and then you also had Drew Locke go 10 to the Broncos. You know, this is a deal where I, I really feel like if three quarterbacks go ahead of the Titans pick, maybe an edge rusher could still be there. But it's just, it's just so many teams need edge rushers, and those guys just get snatched up. If a fourth quarterback goes off the board, then I, I think you could see a guy fall. Or if a fourth quarterback, like a Daniel Jones or whoever, uh, if there's a guy sitting there maybe that a team really wants to come up and get, then you know maybe the Titans have the option to trade down. Like I said, I think John Robinson would like to do that. But we couldn't trade in this mock anyway. But I, I just, I really think he's going to have trouble finding somebody that wants to come up to get anything there. So um, th- that, that's kind of just the, the, the things that we were thinking. Noah Fant is obviously a guy, like I talked about, that has been a popular pick to the Titans in mock drafts. So, um, you, you know, conversation about that, I can't do that because I've been a, you know, anti tight end guy pretty publicly on Twitter, so I couldn't do that anyway. But I, I just don't think it's the right thing to do, whether or not, you, you know, I, I've been outspoken on that. So I, I just, I, I think with everything that, everything that went down here, I think interior offensive lineman is your pick. Um, like I said, we, we're Bradbury fans, so the guy that, that we decided to go with there. But I do think there are a few guys they could go with. I think they could even go with a guy like a Dalton Risner, um, a guy who played tackle in college, uh, that might project as a guard at the next level. 
Um, so, I mean, I, I think he's a guy that they would certainly consider. I think they're, they're going to, when, when they're going to take an interior offensive lineman, whether it be, I, I think that they're going to take one in, the first, in their first three picks, okay? So, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be in the first round, again, because of the way the board fell out here. It's what we decided to go with. Um, but I, I think that whenever they decide to take that guy uh, in the first two days of the draft, it's going to be a guy that can play multiple positions. It could be just center and guard, or it could be a guy that played tackle in college that projects as a guard at the next level, but in a pinch could play tackle for you, you know, as, as the season goes along. So those are the kind of things I think they're going to be working at. And listen, they, they've got, they re-signed Kevin Palmfield, who played well uh, at tackle when, he was in, when they were in a pinch last year, when Lawan was hurt, when Conklin was still hurt, when Dennis Kelly got sick. Um, I mean, they had a lot going on there at the beginning of the year. He played well. He got hurt. They brought him back. I mean, I think he'll be in the mix at right guard. You've got some guys like a Corey Levin, um, a few other guys, Aaron Stinney, guys that they apparently like on this roster. But I still don't think they have their guy that they think, hey, this is the guy that's going to, you know, really, really be it for us. So that, that's, that's kind of where, where we were coming from here. Uh, those were kind of the thoughts that we had. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'd be happy with Bradbury right there. Like I said, it, it, whatever the interior offensive lineman is, I, I just think that that's the position that's going to provide the most value with that pick. And then I think day two, you've got to get a defensive lineman. You've got to get some drill Casey some help up there. And then it's kind of wide open from there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways they could go. Um, I, I think they'll be looking to, you know, they may be looking to get a tight end at some point. I don't think it's going to be in the first round. There's a lot of positions you could look at. Like I said, you've got your top three needs. But after that, there, there's plenty of spots where they could they could look to add a guy. So you know you're you're opening if you go if you go into your offensive line here, you're opening day two. It'll probably be two defensive picks would be my guess. Um, that would probably make the most sense. Um, you, you have a good defense, but there's still some some pieces that are missing there. So anyway, that's kind of what we were thinking here. Uh, like I said, this is one of the this is one of the mock drafts that I enjoy the most, just because everybody that is participating is really plugged in to what's going on. You don't have these national media things like we see so many times where you've got a Todd McShay or whoever, and they're just, they're not even looking. Uh, I saw Todd McShay did a top five needs post the other day, and he didn't have an edge rusher on there for the Titans. It's just dumb. I mean, just, you know, not, not doing your homework, not, not caring to pay attention to a team like the Titans. So um, I, I, I just think that every pick that was made in this draft is a pick that, you know, is certainly possible for a team. I will say uh, Alfie Crow, a big cat country who picked Haskins for the Jaguars. I, I don't see that happening uh, with the fact that they just gave Nick Foles so much money, which was hilarious, and I'm so glad that they did that. I don't see them going quarterback in the first round, but I, I think that's just kind of, you know, wishful thinking on his part. But like I said, everybody else is really plugged in. He's really plugged in. I, I just think, you know, maybe his, his – uh, or his heart over his head there, uh, looking at everything with the pick. So, anyway, that, that's where we went. Uh, welcome your feedback. Obviously, we'll have a post about this at the site, vcmiracles.com. So, we'll have, you know, you can weigh in in the comments there. You can weigh in on the comments on the SB Nation post. Uh, I think Dan's putting a poll up with every pick that goes up. So, anyway, anyway feedback there. Uh, we welcome it. Uh, just interested to see with the way this played out. What would you have done? Would you be happy with the way this played out if Garrett Bradbury was the pick? So a lot to talk about. And listen, the, the best thing is we're you know less than two weeks away from the draft as we sit here. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday night. So less than two weeks away from the draft. So all of this will be over soon. 
We'll know who the newest Titans are going to be. Really excited about that. Really, again, I appreciate Dan for putting this together. He does a great job with it every year. I appreciate everybody participating in it. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, and like I said, any, any feedback, wherever you can give it, MuslimMiracles.com, the SB Nation post. I'm at MCM. So any of those places you want to reach out and, and talk about it, that would be great. Uh, subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming through it. Um, the main thing that you're getting right now is the F-Words pod. Uh, you, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this, you, you've most likely listened to them. They're hilarious. They do a great job. They know the team and uh, just do a lot of funny stuff, funny stuff around that. Great analysis, and, and they're, they're funny as well. So check them out. Give them a listen. Subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts. All that stuff, it's available. So thanks so much for, for listening to this, uh, for just kind of my thoughts on the SB Nation mock. Again, I'm Jimmy Morris. Head blogger at MuseumMiracles.com at jmorrismcm. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you later.